Did you just spend two hours dressing up to go to the door for one minute and dump your date? Daria, if you look your best when you blow a guy off, it makes him feel like you care. Hello! Hello. What he said. Welcome back to Gagula. Welcome back to Dragula Titans, Two Gays Dragcast, and uh, featuring Snake from Metal Gear Solid and Dante from Devil May Cry. That's, that's an old... Oh, never mind. Welcome. Today is zombie prom. It's prom. We're going to prom. Hooray, we're going to prom. Is everybody excited? We're going to prom. We, the gays, finally get a prom. And it features our favorite holiday out of all things, too. Okay, so blah blah blah. Last week, who cares? Bottom two was Erica and Victoria. That's right. And who was going home? Nobody was ever going to send Victoria home. Come on, they already got two wins. Come on. And spoiler alert. It's going to be another one today. Another one. But yes, it's everyone is gagged that Victoria was in the bottom. Astrid is... Ooh, Astrid is getting on my nerves. Astrid was getting on everyone's nerves. Astrid was getting on Victoria's nerves, but we'll get back to that. Melissa. Ooh, I loved Melissa. Melissa immediately being like, well, don't you think we're in the bottom? Because you kept jumping on trying to be the director. <laughs> Ooh, Melissa came for Astrid. Everybody came for Astrid. I just want to quick say, Astrid was basically trying to talk over the director, over everyone else, and um, my note for Astrid is, you spoke for the group, over the group. That is interesting if she's called... I feel like Coco must not have been thinking correctly, because they say that they're like, a personality like Astrid, it can be a tough pill to swallow. But there's a thing called professionalism, and it seems like my team and Melissa were the only ones that packed it for the show, which is just really funny, because I'm like, ma'am, you forget that Abora is on your, was on your team. I don't know if professionalism <laughs> is, is, you know, I mean, they're kind of working through it, because honestly, these last two episodes, they've honestly been much more entertaining and enjoyable to watch, because it hasn't just been... Like, yeah, it was a little annoying last episode, and it's also annoying this episode, it's much but it's more not annoying this Abora's episode, fault, it shockingly. Is... Yeah. It's much more annoying, but it's not Abora's fault. It's actually Hoso's fault. Yeah. But it's also not their fault, because everybody's dealing with their own thing. So really, it's not anybody's fault. We can't just fault these people. We'll talk about it when it comes up, but it's like, I think I think Hoso mentioned on Twitter that Abora uh, actually was upset by it, but they just didn't really show it on camera. Yeah. Which, like, at least that's kind of professionalism in a sense of, like, they know that people are pissed off by it. It is. So they've stopped trying to bring it up, at least on camera, you know? Or potentially make it other people's problem. Or other people's problems, yes. But everybody seems to be on Astrid's throat today because, ooh, they are not happy with Astrid, apparently. And then Astrid calling themselves a leader and Melissa like, no, she's just a <laughs> fucking brat. 100% a fucking brat. And then Coco talking to Hoso, did we even have a leader in our group? No, 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 no leaders. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. No leaders. But, you know. Yeah. Like, come on. And then they do talk about Erica for one second. Vor's like, let's talk to Erica when she walks in the door. No, she's not coming in. Come on. You all know better. But they do kind of all agree. It's like they would rather Erica come in because they know Victoria is hard competition. Yeah. That's, that's the solid, you know, like... We know that Victoria would be a competitor, and Victoria deserves to be here, but also, wouldn't it be a gag? It is Gagula, after all. By the way, it seems that Coco still got over problems last episode, because they lost their script at some point. 
Yes, which will be very weird. We talk about that, but they still won the challenge. Yeah. But yes, they also, you know, very interesting how my script got switched last minute. Do we think somebody in the room was to blame? Another whodunit. But yes, Victoria walks in, of course. Also, 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 it pissed me off because I kept thinking, I feel like there was a lot of... Because the witch looked very much like the Resurrection Witch, and then I had to think about it. I think it's the hair specifically from Last Challenge. That hair looks, at least from what I can remember, looks very similar to the vampire hair that she wore in Resurrection as well. Yeah. I mean, reusing a wig isn't as bad. No, it's not bad. It's just like, I, I knew I had seen something like it before, and I'm just like, I'm going to go back because I can actually go watch Resurrection right now and skip to that. Because I feel like the priestess and the witch, like, it's almost like the the vampire got rid of some of her clothes and then just became a priestess, almost. Or this is the vampire pre-vampirification? Oh, maybe. Yeah, there we go. Oh my god, that was all the way back in 2020. Times have changed. Oh yeah. Uh, rewatching Resurrection and seeing Saints Vampire look just reminded me of how much of a winner they also are. Mm -hmm. Like, like whether you want to include Resurrection or not, I would have also liked them to win. You know, maybe that's another reason they didn't crown. Because technically, the Saint is a winner. She won Resurrection, and as far as I know, they only invite like because of the drag queens they only invite past winners because so far they've had all of them bander landon and now oh. they've included saint and dolly so I, they obviously must count her as a winner or they plan to anyway not this episode yeah no not this episode but i'm saying in the trailer you see both saint and yeah. dolly as guest judges so but again yeah no i'm looking at uh victoria and it kind of just looks like the priestess but like with a lot more clothing it almost looks like the same sort of silky, satiny, velvety fabric that's on. Yeah. But it's just like a full actual robe outfit. So it just looks like she said, let me get to cutting, bitch. It seems like that's a favorite fabric choice for Victoria. I mean, we've seen Victoria come in in that same kind of fabric. Victoria used it in Resurrection a lot. You know, I would not say anything bad about Victoria either because I still really like it. I like everything they bring. You know, or not everything they bring, but like... The majority of what Victoria brings. I don't know. It's just fun to... It's fun to critique. It's our show. I can do a little bit of critiquing here and there. Why not? And it's not even really critiquing either. I mean, here's the thing. If it's your favorites, it's easy to find something that you can kind of piece apart and be like, I do want more. I love it. I want to see this within it. And then it would be like... Mwah. We're off on tangents. Put in the other Daria clip here at this point, honestly, because this is a perfect fucking place for it. When you hear yourself talk, does it make sense to you? Sometimes. Boulets. All right, you're up first, tiny boulet. Hello, uglies. Congratulations on surviving another week of the competition. And welcome to Monster High. This week, we're taking you all back to high school just in time for graduation and a special two-part floor show challenge. For part one of this week's challenge, we want you to create a basic bitch high school prom look and model it on the main stage. While we know you're all good at looking horrible, monstrous, and ugly, for this part of the challenge, we want you to put those special effects makeup skills to the test and try and look as beautiful and basic as possible. The more normal you look by society's standards, the better. We want to see a full transformation here. After that, your basic bitch will be on their way to prom where the school will be invaded by a horde of hungry zombies. 
Unfortunately, while your basic bitch was under the bleachers giving Chet a handjob, they were bitten by a zombie, killed and transformed into a rotten member of the Walking Dead. That means for your second floor show, we want to see your basic bitch look again, but now we want to see them transformed into a full-blown zombie. You'll have to create a living dead version of your basic bitch look, and slow dance your way back into the gymnasium and on to the main stage. And they do mean slow dance. I mean, some of them really do. It's, it's, we'll get to it when we get there. It's, it's interesting, to say the it's, least. It's funny. With all that out of the way, it's time to move on to my favorite part of the evening. Your fright feet. They basically steal everything from season one at this point, because you got the zombie challenge, the basic bit challenge, and the fright feet is also from season one. Holy shit, this really is a callback. No wonder Melissa's Mm -hmm. reeling. And we're going to have more references to season one in a moment. We know you have two looks to create this week, and all of that work is going to scare up quite an appetite. To make sure your little flesh eaters are properly fed, we've prepared a special meal to give you all the sustenance you need to finish your work. For this week's Fright Feet, and in honor of our original zombie challenge, all the way back on season one, you will be presented with a plate of real pig brains, which you must eat and fully consume. And now they go on to remind you that you must do the Fright Feet. I got it. Um, to remind you, everyone must participate and succeed in the Fright Feet in order to move on to the next challenge. Should you fail in completing the challenge or refuse to participate, you will be immediately removed from the competition and the last monster to be exterminated before you will return to take your place. Even though it's five episodes in and they still haven't done it. I'm not saying they won't do it, but like, they gotta use it at some point, goddammit. Yeah, I mean, it could also just be a vague threat based on the fact that in, well, I guess it was all the way back in season fucking three, but someone refused to participate. Yeah. Anyway, but whoever eats the pig brains the fastest will win the Fright Feet and gain immunity for extermination in this week's challenge. Many of you might be thirsty, but I can promise you after this, none of you will go hungry. Good luck, darlings, and may the best monster win. It's time to eat pig brains. Picky pig. Picky piggy brainy. I'm, I'm trying to be too ooey about it. Um, which is not possible when it's pig brains, honestly. So Melissa's funny being like, I know I know why Loris didn't want to do it, but and then apparently Abora says, I have not consumed animal product for three years, but I'm not going home tonight. See, that's the kind of shit I don't really care for in the Boulez bit. Cause like, I know Loris, I think did the same thing. That was, was like, literally a Loris quote, babe. See, but the thing is, I also would believe that, I believe that Abora would probably say that as well. But that's what I'm saying, like, it bothers me that the Boulets allowed that. I don't know, it just feels like, yeah, like, obviously it's not going to kill you, but at the same time, I'm like, that just feels slightly fucked up to do to somebody when you've made a, like, that's fine, get a tattoo, do, you know, go underwater, do things, but then, like, making somebody do specific, I don't know, it just feels a little weird to me. It is a little bit weird. At the very least, humans are, like, functionally omnivores though brains are a super super fatty meat i guess but like i said people are eating and retching and very retching and they're trying to eat and i don't want to keep watching this and at the end of the day we have a winner it's eva destruction wow yay um by the way i will say a lot of people well 
a few people riff on Loris for hating the brains, but they say more. They seem to complain more than the uh, three people who were doing the extermination in the first season. So I don't know what's up. I don't think Vander even complained, so. No, no, Vander was pretty damn quiet. As she should, because she's the best winner in my opinion. Exactly, that is why Vander is the fucking winner. Still for me, my best winner. I love all winners, but for me, I've never... I don't know, Vander is just such amazing perfection. But, like, at the same time, they're still great, you know. Bitch is hilarious and funny, and they follow me on Twitter, so I love them. (laughs) Landon is such a fucking icon of being the first drag king to just win and be, like, in Dragula coming in and, like, stomping on the competition. Dolly. Dolly. Dolly's good, but, like, we wanted others. Also, they don't have Saints burgeoning ego on Twitter. And I... And he goes, uh, let's move on to this bit because, God, this is annoying. I just want to get it over and done with. I mean, we're already way past... Yeah, we're, we need to hurry the fuck do up. Do we have to talk about it? <laughs> I mean, do we yes, have... Yes, yes, we do. You know what? Do we, though? The point is, I'll just get... No, let me talk about it real quick. So, they like, let's pick dates because it's prom theme. So, Hoso and Astrid pick each other. And you can already see on uh, Abora's face, it's like, oh, shit. Coco and Victoria, and then Melissa and Eva, and Abora's just standing there like, well... Fuck my drag, right? But Abora is okay because they go make out with a mannequin. They found a love of their life, a mannequin. So much more that quite literally in the fucking... The, the editor is so shady this season. Because Abora's like, I really feel a strong connection in the confessional. And then it cuts to season four, Boudoir Mannequin. <laughs> season four because that's when this boudoir first appeared that's when it started but it's just like insane so they're all doing their thing hoso feels terrible so they're having a kiki and a cry and like i said they'd want to do their own things let them do their own things i'm not in the mood coco's over this i'm gonna go check on the girls in the cauldron because melissa and uh ava yeah melissa and ava went to the cauldron to go talk about it i do say i will stop real quick because like i said we're trying to skip ahead you know you do you're not here for us. You're here to listen to us talk about looks and any really interesting things. But I will say, um, <laughs> Victoria's talking to Astrid and being like, so how would, you know, Astrid's like, how would you feel like if I was in the finale? Don't you want to, don't you want to see me in the finale? And then in the confessional, <laughs> Victoria's like, do I think she'll be in the top three? No. But how do you tell someone that who's sitting right across the table from you? Well, you tell it by putting them up for extermination later. Yeah, later. Ooh. Exactly. So what's the tea? Melissa, Ava, and Coco sit in the cauldron and talk about, you know, Astrid and how much of a fucking diva that Astrid has been. Like, ooh, it's bad. Yeah, I mean, they they go to the boudoir to get away from it all, but they also still talk about it. And I kind of have to agree, but I'm also going to kind of shit on Eva because, like, I'm not just going to say... Like, yes, it's not bad. You want to be a diva and be an annoying and all that shit. Because Ava wasn't a diva, but also you did complain. You had your heat moment, so you're not really They do actually show talk. it off. Those kind of shady editors, like... The shady editors are probably going to win an Emmy at this point if they keep the show. <laughs> no, they're not, but... um. I actually wrote down, were those editors calling Eva a hypocrite? Probably. Anyway, but like I said, but that's what I'm saying, though. Coco lost her script. Hoso got hit in the fucking eye and bled, but still didn't do anything. So, like, Astrid, stop complaining and being a little brat. Like, come on. They continue to have a three way of talking, and it's just like, oh my god. 
you could just see Melissa and Coco looking at each other like they're still fucking going at it. It's so annoying at this point. Like, please shut up. I'm so tired. It's all spun out of control, but the problem is you don't want to take responsibility. Melissa, thank you. Can y'all just shut the fuck up so we can get to work? And then you know what time it is. My favorite time. I love that music so much. Abora knows it. We know it. You know it. We all love it. We have slight inspirations of Melissa being like, what's the inspiration? Me, because I'm the fucking glamour, honey, which they, they are that glamour queen. Abora wanting to be a cheerleader, which again, I don't, the Boulets seem to have a problem with it that I don't really understand because cheerleaders go to prom so i didn't really understand when they're like you didn't do the challenge and i'm just like yeah what do you mean they didn't do the challenge i mean the idea was supposed to be basic bitch but what is more basic bitch than a fucking cheerleader in her cheer uniform what's more basic Come than a bl- blonde bimbo cheer literally like a, a very but like also like blonde pony t- like blonde um pigtail not pigtails whatever the fuck they are i would think they are pigtails pigtails yeah but that's what i'm saying is like like it's literally cliche almost like the, exactly what you would see in like an 80s horror movie of like look we're gonna win yeah look at me bouncing around with my big booby like i feel like that is exactly basic bitch prom yeah exactly i think though my main problem is cheerleaders might be a little bit more homecoming but that's so close to prom <sighs> guess, anyway even then. that it's still valid in my opinion i don't really get it were they just expecting gowns? But again, I don't, the Belay's didn't put her up, you know, like it wasn't the Belay's decision. They just gave some critique. So really, we're not really, we don't know how it necessarily would have gone altogether. It might have still put her in the bottom. Maybe not. Who knows? Maybe. Anyway, uh, Astrid's inspiration is like 80s type of prom mixed with pageant queen uh, doing like a hybrid of both. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. But they said they're going to take the same dress, deconstruct it, make it into weird... Uh, chicken cutlet boobies and other things yes spray it with latex mesh suit sort of stuff and then they all go home and don't talk about their looks anymore so we don't get any more information no no more more looks because they never they really wish they would talk about each one it's very annoying yeah i think even drag race gives everyone the time but yeah exactly or rue will come over and talk to almost everybody and it's very annoying but we'll get to the next day and we have to talk about this fucking three thing again. <laughs> okay, so they're like, are you okay? What's going on? Is everybody doing things? We want to be here. And Ava's like, there's an energy. It's an issue. But here's my problem is when Astrid says it's irritating because it doesn't feel like it's my problem and I getting roped into it. No, <laughs> it is your problem. You are a part of it. You like Hoso. Hoso likes you. Uh, Bora also likes Hoso. You are involved, whether or not indirectly with part of the problem involved. You are in some sort of it. So yes, you get roped into it. So saying you're not a part of it is just a straight up lie. Yeah. As yeah. like Victoria, you're involved. You cannot avoid it. This problem never included me. Yes, it did. It yes, was it caused did. almost by you. This is an issue that is between Hoso and Abora. No, it's not. I mean, it stems from an issue with Hoso and Abora. It's between Hoso and Abora, yes, but it also includes you. Exactly. How how can you be that dense? Anyway, okay, so let's talk about Coco, because Coco fucking lays into all of them, and I love it. 
Coco is, again, always the MVP to me every single episode. Because that's the thing. Coco doesn't have to have the best looks. She didn't. It was episode one and episode two. They may not have been the best looks, but Coco is good TV. And I think sometimes... No, I think a lot of the times, because I know what producers want. I know what producers do. I've done my fair share of extra work. Like, I know how... I don't, I'm not, like, star, but I know how producers are. I know how producers think. If you can bring good TV, you don't have to be a good actor slash competitor. If you're bringing good TV, you can make it a lot further based on that alone. Mm-hmm. Now, Coco is a good mix of both, which is why I like her so much. She has great looks, which oh, we'll yes. see this episode. And last episode was also great. And the episode before that was also great. This episode, my God, I've been waiting for a gown. I've been waiting for a gown for so long. Finally. Because I still, Finally. for me, that, that Morticia Adams look was so fucking gorgeous. And I just love seeing Coco in gowns. Like, she's so pretty. She has so many gowns on her Twitter that I've seen. They're so pretty. So to see her in this gown tonight was just like, uh. And then the zombie look was so fucking good. Like, uh, but I'm getting off track. But my point is, Coco is also just fan-fucking-tastic TV. She's funny as fuck in the confessionals, but she's also real. She just, she just, I just love her to death. Oh, I love her so much. Anyway, like I said, it basically kind of becomes Hoso versus Coco for a minute. But I would say Coco basically ends it by Titty Baby, which is a titty baby is somebody who constantly hanging off your nipple. Attached to it, won't grow up, needs somebody to feed them and keep him alive and that's a titty baby that's what coco is implying and it shut everybody up it seems now let's talk about i still stick with what i said yes i said they could be orphanage owners but evil orphanage owners i stand by that god damn it they also look like they could have been taking place in that 1999 whenever that dracula movie came out with gary oldman is it gary oldman yeah and um winona ryder very dracula okay also, I find it interesting. They did the final poses without the candelabra, but then when they come back, they have it again. Yeah, then they have candelabras, but I, this hair is so silly to me because it also just kind of looks like toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. So the funny thing is, it has the Elizabethan heart shape, but then it has the two like German twist braid loops. Yeah, it's like, that very is silly to such me. A I don't know why. Weird it's, combination it's very for me. Silly. I like it, but it's silly. I've studied too much historical dress. Wait a minute, they also have paniers on! Oh god, they really are giving vampire confused from multiple centuries. Good god. I do like the hair, though, because the hair reminds me of, uh, like, they're going to Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Anyway, so we've got to get into these looks. But first, let's meet our goost judges. We have the gorgeous, stunning... A soap starlet turned horror icon, incomparable Barbara Crampton. We love Barbara Crampton. Well, I like Barbara Crampton. I've seen a lot of her stuff. Welcome, welcome back, Barbara. No, I don't think she's ever been on. No, she has. has. She? I never... Season four, I think. Was she? Was it season four? I thought that was somebody else. I thought it was. Thought it was season four. I'll have to look it up. But I do know the other person has been on multiple times. I like her. We have... Ternana Reeve do. There we go. Yes. Yeah, they've been on two times already, so I like them. Now let's get into these looks. So we have a Bora basic batch. We're not going to get too much into all of these just because it's more about the zombie part, obviously. But in the, I think it's fine. I think it's definitely basic bitch. She looks like a silly cheerleader. Yeah, it's not even like normal blonde hair. It's like yellow blonde. Yellow. Neon yellow, which is like a Bora signature. 
I will say, and I know they bring it up because you see it during the performance in the run show, they bring it up again. She does like a cartwheel and falls like down to the floor. And they mention again how she keeps falling whenever she's in her heels. Yeah, because these are <laughs> these are platform sneakers. And I will say those are actually really stylish. I actually kind of like those. Abora does fall into like a pose with that fall. So it like it works, but it's still a fall. But it still almost feel it's like they saved it, but still. Anyway, next up we have the nerdy Ava Destruction, giving us very nerd. Giving us like Mary Sue going to the prom. She's got her nerdy hair and her nerdy glasses and she got an inhaler. I'm not like other girls. I'm covered in hair. I have a napkin or something in my bra. She got braces and she's doing funny dances. I feel like the dress is almost like, um, if you remember what Trixie wore for her ugliest look back in season seven. Oh, yeah. It's like that, but a very, like, purpley blue color instead of the pink yeah. whatever that it was back in season seven. Next up, we have Astrid. I feel like it's a bit simple. It's a pretty dress. I will say I don't like the fact... I don't know, for some reason I don't necessarily like the fact that it doesn't hit the ground. I also, the middle looks a little weird to me. Eh, I'm gonna say it feels pretty modern to me. See, but the problem is they didn't want to go for modern, they wanted to go for 80s. So that in that case, that's a fail. But 80s, most 80s slash pageant don't usually hit the ground to avoid running into things like glitter and dragging around and getting bad hands. I just like gowns that hit the floor. I mean, I can, I mean, there can be great gowns yeah. that don't hit the floor, but I like gowns that hit the floor. That's just my thing. So this dress is fine. It's it's nothing special. Um, the prom queen. I will say the weird. And another one that thing kind of reminds me of Trixie is that like giant ass ring necklace or whatever ring pop looking thing that she's got in her hand. It's like some sort of giant stained glass decal made of gems. Reminds me of another thing Trixie happened to mention when she was like, I think it was that she had a ring like that, and then she like ripped that part off and glued it to her, um, the Studio 54 look. That was it. Hoso kind of also has one. I, I've moved on to Hoso, not just because I happened to see it because it kept going. I keep going back, but Hoso also has one on her finger like that. So I think that might have just been an 80s thing, which understandable. Eh, yeah. I will say I do absolutely love, again, we've talked about her glamour from last season. We know that was not, it was glamorous to them and not to a lot of other people. This, however, I love this. This is gorgeous. So glamorous. There's like a capelet sort of thing that also works as a shawl and a jacket. Very shawl and a jacket, although it does kind of just look like ripped up bedsheets, but I still like it. A little bit at the edges? But that still feels like ribbons. The eyes are very pretty. But again, and I will mention it as the host, so the boulets kind of back me up for after it's been forever. They mention it this time that the eye, like there's a signature, but there's also, it would be great if there was a way to like try something completely different. Give us something that's like, yes, it's Hoso, but maybe, and I agree with that because like, obviously she's got her signature, the white eyes and the black. So, but I just feel like if she had gone with a more neutral eye just for this look alone, just because the try and be basic bitch. And she could have, like, maybe kept that eye, like, done the actual normal um, Hoso eye and zombie look. But maybe did this one without the without the eye and just do, like, straight pretty. I feel like that could have almost... It, it would have, like the belay said, it would have been something different. It would have been something that shocked him. We're like, oh, holy shit. Mm -hmm. And I still love it. 
I do love the eye makeup and the way it's done, and I do love that she has, I don't know if it's like gems or jewels like on her uh-huh. eyes dripping they down. Like it's tears. like tears. Right, I love that. The hair is beautiful. It's like very, very long, like super very long. Luscious. Goes down to like back, goes to, yeah, goes to her back. The corsage, that uh, lotus-type flower. Oh, yeah, it I looks love very that. Pretty. That's so pretty. I We saw her stoning it in the boudoir. And it's like, it's, gl- so it's very glittery. It's, so, it's And glittery it's shiny, and like it sparkles. Yep. We sparkle. We like sparkles. <laughs> it, it satisfies the lizard brain in the both of us. <laughs> and the gorgeous uh, jewelry as well. I like that a lot. Uh, the fabric of the clothing is also just so pretty. It's like slightly patterned. I'd say this is a very good look. Next up, we have Coco Kane. Now, when I say I wanted to hit the floor and I wanted to look gorgeous, this is exactly what I fucking mean. This is the real prom queen. Oh my god, I've been waiting. I wanted a gown and I got a gown and she's so pretty. Oh my god, she's so pretty. Uh, the boulets made me happy with their like split front skirt, but Coco is giving me life with this one. Uh, it's literally like just gorgeous gown, the, the poofy shoulders, uh uh huh, the poof, yep, the necklace, the earrings, the hair, the fan, the clips in the hair too. That's like the a clips really in the fun hair, touch. which I do like because that gives eighties like a hair clip, but like just thrown around in the hair. Mm-hmm, I love mm-hmm. that. Coming in with that giant bouquet that hid the fan. Oh, oh I love her so much. Gorgeous. James Majesty could never. Next up, we have Victoria. Well, I will say it's a gorgeous gown. It's the satin. It's like a gorgeous mermaidy. Uh, not mermaidy. What's the. Is it mermaidy? What's, what is it called? No, yeah, this is a mermaid cut where it flares at the bottom. Okay, that's Hobble what I thought. Skirt, okay, mermaidy, mermaid cut. mermaid bottom. Yep, very gorgeous. I love it. The only thing I don't like is what Melissa does correctly, which we'll see in a moment, is this giant bow in the front. I personally don't like it. I get it. It's like campy, kitschy, like 80s type. I just don't care for it in the front. I think it's incorrectly sized for the front. Like a third of the size in the front would be nice. Right. Or maybe without the ribbons on the bottom. That too, yeah. It's like, it's just as big. Like Melissa's is just as big, but it's in the back. But I think the hair is gorgeous. It's like beautifully coiffed. And I actually will say, I mean, we already spoiled it. Victoria wins this challenge. I do think their zombie look is also like something like, like I'll give an example, even though we're not there yet. Like their hair looks very gorgeous here. It's like a very big poomphy, uh, poomph sort of thing. And then they basically recreate, instead of just having the same hair or messed up hair, Victoria literally recreates that hair with their zombie look. But instead of actual hair, it's like intestines and stuff. Like it's very Uh interesting and very Uh cool. It is very cleverly done. Anyway, next up, let's talk about the actual She Wins Prom Queen every single fucking year. This gorgeous glamour. Holy shit. This is Melissa B. Fierce. If I wasn't like art, like this is, I would say in terms of glamour, I would say she and Coco are probably my two absolute favorites. Like this is sparkly blue, the earrings matching everything, the gems, the bow, the, the, the gloves. Miss Bitch 22, like, I love that sash. Basic Bitch 22, yeah. Oh, excuse me, Basic Bitch 22, but still. She's got a tiara, She's or a crown, excuse me. It's not a tiara, it's a crown. That is a crown, bitch. <laughs> that is a crown. And then the music starts playing. Uh, Swanthula, this is you, so... It's prom time at our school of ghouls where zombies spiked the punch. 
rotting flesh spilled and spewed, so we all eat brains for lunch. The girl next door is no more. Better aim for her head. That basic bitch has been transformed. The prom queen is undead. Can we also talk about, because they don't show it until this end of bit where she's talking, they show Hoso's, the back of Hoso's dress. Mm-hmm. And it has a whole shit ton of, like, slut. And I can't I can't actually cut out some. Is it all slut or is it other words? Because I can't uh, actually some read of it out is some of it. Slut, uh, whore. There's some Korean slurs in there, I think, too. Okay, okay, that's what I thought. We didn't mention it now because they don't show it until this point when Swantula does their whole bit. But they turn around and show all these, like, because you think it's, like, very pretty, very gorgeous. Like, yes, look at me. I, maybe I've been crying some tears, but you don't know why. And then you turn around and you see this horrible, like, even they could look the prettiest they could look. They could have a smile on their face. They could be like, yes, I'm so pretty. I'm so happy. And then you turn around and see, like, and I've also been called a slut and a whore and other things. Like, bullying is just never okay. It's also, like, an interesting story of, like, you really never know what's going on with somebody because they could be, like, totally fine from the front. And then you turn around, and it's like, here's what they've been going through. Here's what they've been called. Here's what they've been, you know. Here's what's literally been written on their back. Ready on their back or, you know, talked about them. So I thought that was an amazing extra thing for Hoso as well. Mm Mm-hmm. So they all have their little falling apart transformation, quote-unquote, scenes. But it's editing, mostly. I will say, if you're watching this episode, and, I mean, if Shozel's, I still say trigger warning. Not trigger warning, but, like, uh, uh, content seizure warning. Thank you. Yeah, because they really got to work on that. Because I know they've done that multiple times in different episodes. But here it gets really, really flashy. Like, very, very flashy during this bit. At times it almost feels like it's a motion sickness trigger too yeah it's like a like almost like a 4d fucking you're on a 4d ride it's like holy shit yeah but yeah basically they all get really fucked up really zombified while the camera and the lights are flashing so now we get to our zombies i will say as they mention melissa in her zombie look throws it out of the park with their performance Mm -hmm. so we're going to go through these a little bit quicker just because it's not ter- not much, much of a change of like altogether, if that makes sense. Yeah. So we'll start with, do they start with first? I believe it's Ava Destruction. Uh-huh. It's pretty good. It's the zombie face. I like the details of like the nerdy glasses that we were wearing are now like clipped in their hair. So you see like what they once were. Their face is like peeled off. Coco, amazing because Coco... They got a bone sticking out of one of their legs. The face is fucked up with the different eyes. Coco looks like burned. Burned, but still like absolutely stunning. I love it. Especially like the details that nobody, like a bone sticking out of your leg like that. Like it looks almost real, like way too, like real realistic. It's like scary. Meanwhile, they do a shot on the camera. Even as a dead zombie, Coco's still getting that sexy in with that one look towards uh-huh, the camera. Uh-huh. Real good. Which is like the power that Coco has, the edency that Coco has. Like, come on. All right. Uh, next up, we have Hoso, who basically becomes, I want to say, like a face hugger from the fucking Xenomorphs, at least with that face. Like, their face has now been split open. It makes me think of um, Reaper Leviathans from Subnautica. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. But they're like, whole, their stomach area has been split open with, like, ribs sticking out in the same way. Their face has been split open. 
they now have on their dress in like white, like pure white. It says I win. Uh huh. Where like I think all the bullying was stuff, which also gives another idea. It's like, you know what? You may have said all those nasty things about me, but now I'm going to eat the shit out of you. <laughs> Revenge. Carrie moment. Well, Carrie was a zombie, I guess. It looks really cool. Like I said, they got that moment, the hair. They got some sticking out of the hair, like a, like a, like a creature. Like, as they mentioned, it's almost like a Resident Evil type character, more so mutation than like just standard zombie, which I think is really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a really good direction. Agreed. Next up, we have Abora, who... um. Hair falls out, skin slips, the titties are flopping. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it's a little silly. The titties are flopping literally everywhere, so I will admit it's a bit silly, which is what I do like, because they mentioned that as well, that like Abora brought comedy to it instead of just being straight up horror. Because they even try to do like their like cheers while holding pieces of their hair. Uh-huh. So I do appreciate that they took it a different direction. Yeah. I just... I kind of maybe also see, because I don't know if it necessarily immediately reads a zombie. Like, it does have zombie-ish qualities, but I don't know if it's more like skeleton, almost. Because it just looks like bones on them. I don't think so. Because of the fact that it's so blue, it makes me think very cartoonish, campy, cartoony Okay, zombie. yeah, I guess so. Which, honestly, I personally really like. I like the aesthetic. It's very funny to me. Which means I'm a Boris target audience right now. It... It tickles yes, my brain. Yes, very much. But I guess because I'm just seeing the, like, the skeleton part underneath where the boobs and the shirt are. I guess that was my immediate thought of so much skeleton-y. Yeah. I think the idea was that the boobs are supposed to be fake. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. But I agree with that because they're literally, like, just going everywhere. But that actually makes sense if they're just, like, it's supposed to be, like, cheerleader with fake tits. Mm-hmm. Anyway, next up we have Astrid. The face part is kind of cool, but I really don't feel like... There was really much else sort of done. Like, the dress is ripped and other things, but it's really just the face part. And there's twat teeth. Oh, yes, twat teeth. Yes, I knew you were going to mention twat teeth. (laughs) And also in the back. And also some ass teeth. Yeah, some ass teeth. But other than that, it's just sort of like... I would have liked to seen a little more, I guess. There is also a face plate thingy that looks more like what Jovska had during the witch challenge? But with like oh, yeah, spiky yeah, yeah. teeth okay, on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. With more teeth. The teeth is the theme here. It seems like Astrid was inspired by the movie Teeth and decided to go further. Maybe so. Next up, we have Victoria, who, like I said, very, very cool. Their hair is now like intestines. They've like wrapped themselves up in that giant bow that was on the front to keep their arms like like somebody wrapped them up to keep them from eating people. Uh-huh. The face like prosthetics and makeup look really fucking cool. They're bleeding from their neck around the necklace. I mean, again, Astrid has said it once and once again. We're competing with Victoria Universal Studios Black here. <laughs> yeah, it is quite good, which is kind of sad because Melissa is next. Melissa tried with the prosthetics on the face. Now, here's the thing, because we talk about performance, because they've all done sort of the same zombie-esque performance. I will say, Melissa's performance compared to everybody else, in my opinion, ooh, Melissa went feral, Uh and I thought that was great. Melissa was like, I am fighting and hating it. Fighting, hating, going nuts, like, I don't want to, I want to go back to being pretty, what is this now? And it was fantastic. But like you said, the prosthetics, unfortunately, you could tell that it was like not attached well or something was wrong where it was like almost splitting in two different skins. Yeah, things were coming off. They weren't glued on the edges, right? Yeah. 
But it is very funny later now because then they split to a slow dance and then they're just the zombies are all just dancing with each other and being all silly mm-hmm. and it's just really funny. With like sweet tender music after the rock. But yeah, they're dancing. I think it looks cute. Victoria dances with Coco. Ava's in the background, just kind of feeling her oats. <laughs> Ava just being in the background by themselves, like, I'm a nerd still. Nobody wants to <laughs> dance with me. Giving me a fucking perfect by pink, you know? Yeah, that very music funny. Anyway, so we have, uh, I forget who's safe and who's hot. Well, technically everybody is safe in a sense because they're not the ones choosing the bottom. So really... Victoria wins. Coco basically gets second because they're like, you did amazing, like, in funny bits. But, like, if Victoria fails to fulfill her duties as prom queen, you will win. So they're basically saying, like, you got second place, essentially. But then everybody else is sort of in the ether, because, except for Ava, because they won immunity. Because Victoria, as the challenge winner, gets to pick the bottom two. Mm-hmm. Talk about a drama-filled boudoir. Yeah. I originally thought with how somber it started, it I was going to say, this wasn't a monster meat grinder. Oh boy, how wrong I was. People are scared, as they should be. I'm not going to say much from the boudoir, because I feel like it's just a bunch of back Why should you stay? Watch this day. I will say, Coco K, again, making amazing television that they do, quote, without track records, without even pleading. I'd like to think it's very obvious why I wish to be here, and why I will continue to be here. And that's it. And they sip their drink, and then Abor's like, holy shit, that was really cool. <laughs> this is why I'm actually going to kind of miss Abora, because, like, is starting to feel, like, funny and campy, and I only get to see it for one episode. <laughs> well, guess what? In the words of, I don't, I have a feeling, oh yeah, it's uh, Alaska always does that on Race Chaser. I have a feeling we haven't seen the last of Miss Abora, unfortunately, but we'll get to that. Melissa and Astrid get into it, but they also feel that Abora just didn't do the assignment, which again, I still really don't understand, but if somebody would like to explain to us how it's not necessarily the assignment. I think it's that they wanted a prom dress. They wanted a prom dress, but I still don't feel a cheerleader worked, in my opinion. So I do too. But I do agree with Melissa. I was like, we need to break up this triangle. They need to put two of them up for elimination. And what do you know? She did. Ta-da, we chose Abora and Astrid. Astrid got real prissy when that happened. Wow, Victoria, you shady bitch. They're like, I went off technicality. But the drama in the boudoir is just a bonus. Mm-hmm. But here we go. Now they go up to the stairs. They get their arms ready. They're ready to drop. And then... <gasps> Abora. And actually, it's the first... You can see it because she even, like, grips herself. Because obviously, I'm sure... She's already been through it once. She knows that's like, okay, they said my name. I'm going down. So she just grips herself like, here I go. 
which I almost feel like would have been a better excuse to send Astrid for the shock value of like, she already knows what happened. She was going to grip herself. She was going to know what was going to happen. And then imagine Astrid goes down instead, even after they say her name. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I bet they were probably told, brace yourself if you hear your name. But I don't know. But yeah, so bye-bye, Abora, yet again. That should do it for us this episode. Thank you so much for listening in. Quick housekeeping show notes. We actually now have a proper domain for our website because I upgraded our WordPress page. It is now twogaysdragcast.com. Just that. You can still use the .wordpress, but it's not necessary. It only redirects. We hope you've enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you in the next one. Until then, this has been Andrew B. and Guy Smith. And until next time, our many other uglies. I don't know what else. We, which we should figure out a name for what few viewers we have. Dear listeners. Dear listeners, I guess. But yes, unpleasant dreams. We do not own, claim ownership of, or desire for ownership of contained or referenced clips and or gags. They are the property of their copyright and trademark holders. Two Guys Dragcast is created and co-hosted by me, Guy Smith, and Andrew B. Editing and art by Guy Smith, community management by Andrew B, and web design by Guy Smith. You can find us at our website, twogaysdragcast.com. That is the number two, gaysdragcast.com. You can also find all of the places that our podcast is hosted on our Anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash twogaysdragcast. You can find all of Andrew and I's links in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Well, it's probably in the title of the podcast now that I think about it. Oh yeah, you probably would. I can't wait to see what you make up this title. Well, you can't just I'll, say darling. I'll it's come up be with prom something. themed or something. Anyway, oh, it's let's gonna be to about the death in the prom. Die prom die. Mm. No. Deads have more fun. Nah, dead that girls zombies have more, have more fun. fun. Nah, maybe dead dead bullet. No, dead monster. No. We will figure it out. Let's get to the episode, please. I want to get to Coco, cause yeah, Coco, Coco laid into that. <laughs> ah! I need to show you this picture I just took. You can't include it because we're not a video podcast. But oh, talk about pausing at the right time. Oh boy. What oh, is... I just took a picture of I just took a picture of Melissa. Oh, talk about taking a picture at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa has the funniest faces. I love her so much. She looks she looks so funny. She looks so funny. I love Melissa so much. Uh, We're probably going to cut this from the final edit, but still, that's so fucking funny. Well, you can just put it at the end like you did other stuff. That way you can keep this in to say like, hey, don't just, if the music starts playing, don't finish the episode because guess what? There might be a little bonus clip at the end.